Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. I'm your host, James Ryan, and on today's episode of the podcast, I'm discussing 2005's Revenge of the Sith, directed, written by George Lucas, everyone's favorite director. So, this time around, will George Lucas finally find his footing? Sadly, no. Uh, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, terrible, terrible movies. Reviewed them on the podcast a few weeks ago. Revenge of the Sith is a better film. It is the best of the prequel trilogy, but that is not saying much. The only reason that it is considered the best of the prequel trilogy by many others, and myself included, is the fact that everything is building up to this movie. And everyone that grew up on A New Hope, the original Star Wars movie that came out in 1977, wanted to know what were the events that happened kind of right before... Um, or led into A New Hope. And it, again, there's a big time gap between Episode 3 and Episode 4, but we wanted to know, how, how does Anakin become Vader here? What happens with Palpatine? Does Palpatine get revealed as a Sith Lord? What happens to Queen Amidala? What happens here? What happens here? How does, how does Obi-Wan end up on Tatooine? How does Yoda, and I know Yoda isn't introduced till Empire Strikes Back, but how does Yoda end up um, in the Dagobah system? All of these questions we wanted answers to, and we got a lot of answers. And sometimes those answers were satisfying, and other times they weren't. Um, George Lucas, again, decides to introduce a new character here in General Grievous. I don't know how to describe General Grievous. He is this like robot human that has no force powers, but has had lightsaber training and kills Jedi and ends up, I don't know, he has a collection of four lightsabers in this movie. I don't know all the background details about him, but for some reason they get rid of Dooku right away at the beginning of this movie. Um, his storyline finishes, and then they introduce General Grievous. So everything that had been building up in the second movie all of a sudden just doesn't really matter at all. Um, you thought that Doku, Doku, I kid, Doku, uh, Dooku was going to be the main villain um, going into this third one, at least for the first half of the movie, but it lasts for all of 15 or 20 minutes. And then General Grievous is introduced, and then you have um, the whole Darth Sidious and Anakin turning into Darth Vader storyline. There's just a lot that George Lucas had to pack into this movie or tried to pack in. So why he did... Uh, the General Grievous thing is beyond me. And also with the General Grievous thing, he basically takes his same storyline he did in Episode 2 and sends Obi-Wan on his own to handle a situation. It's basically the same thing that happened in the second movie. So it, that whole part of the movie just really falls flat for me. The script is, again, horrendous, but at least this time you can you can have some fun with it. Um, I know I like, will often quote some of the lines from this movie just because they are so, so bad. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. You underestimate my power. And just silly, silly lines like that. There is, of course, the famous no from this movie as you get closer to the end. Um, but wow, this script is just terrible. And it, again, me saying that is not a surprise to anyone that has seen the movies um again there there is they're all of similar quality when it comes to the scripts it's just that so many exciting things happen in revenge of the sith it's considered the best 
Um, Order 66, where Darsidious orders the clones to kill the Jedis, um, is, again, pretty. I, it's a pretty good scene when you compare it to most of the prequel trilogy. I don't think it's anything amazing, um, but at least there's some characters that you have cared a little bit about and you're worried about what's going to happen to them and all of that. At least there's a little bit of emotion you might have when it comes to some of those scenes, but... Again, the whole movie is kind of lifeless and sterile, and it's hard to get into. But the lightsaber duels, the action, John Williams' score, those things, it's definitely that it's the highest peak that the, the three movies reach. Um, especially when you get to the Anakin and Obi-Wan lightsaber fight. If you can just remove all the dialogue from that scene, Anakin and Obi-Wan going back and forth, then... It's a, it's a pretty perfect scene, as, at least as far as Star Wars goes, but unfortunately you have that terrible dialogue mixed in with amazing action and then John Williams' awesome, awesome score. Um, if you haven't seen the prequel trilogy, you don't absolutely need to see it in order to watch 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. It does help fill in some of the gaps, though, and even though the, the scripts are terrible, the acting is pretty stilted, and the movies as a whole are not good, especially episodes one and two. I at least would I would recommend checking out episode three. You might be like, wow, I don't want to watch any more of these because this one's terrible. But it gets better after this one. I am going to watch episodes four, five, and six at some point and hopefully check out seven, eight, and nine. Um, I remember watching The Force Awakens and actually liking that one quite a bit. A lot of people didn't because they said it was basically just a new hope clone and i've only seen it i think twice um last jedi i've seen twice and then the rise of skywalker i've only seen once and don't remember that much of it um so i'm looking forward to checking out I, yeah again the whole point was to get to seven eight and nine so hoping that i get there at some point over the next couple of months um, but we'll see how long that takes um, but that i think is going to do it for my review of revenge of the sith um, on yesterday's episode of the podcast, I did say that I would be back next Saturday. I'm going to be reviewing Top Gun. Um, so a movie I've not seen since eighth grade, which was, I don't know, long time ago. So, so, um, checking that one out. I don't know. The new one got very, very good reviews at the movie theater. So I'm, I'm tempted to go check it out. And I think it'd be a really cool movie theater movie. Um, but after sitting through Dr. Strange and having my, uh, having to walk out of that because the audience was so bad. I don't know if I'm in the mood to go back to the movies, but yeah, maybe, maybe I will for that one. So we'll see. But anyway, I'm done ranting. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Ryan's Reviews. I will be back on Saturday reviewing 1982's Top Gun.